What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 65 this weekend. Derek, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak in the main event. Um, I believe 12 fights on the slate so far should be an interesting one, especially with the new MMA late swap coming to the product. But that is a different conversation for a different day. Today, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup that I like on this slate. And before I do, make sure you subscribe to the channel as always. Like the video and let us know uh, who your favorite play is in the 8K range. That's kind of where I think the field's going to separate itself this week. Um, only a couple options that stand out to me, but um, some sneaky ones for sure. So let me know who you like in the 8K range. All right, let's get into cash games this week. And I like Sergey Spivak at 9.2K. He is the favorite in the main event at minus 200. And, and there's risk here because anytime you're fighting Derek Lewis, obviously you can get knocked out very quickly. And I do think Derek Lewis is live to win by knockout. I do think he's a viable tournament option. There's even some stack viability if you need savings in cash games. And on the flip side, um, in cash games, I think you can still pay up to Jack Della Maddalena at 9.6K, which I will probably look to do. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to afford him and Spivak this week, but he's $400 more expensive than Spivak. And Spivak just has so much upside with his style. I mean, he's a, a grappling-based fighter. He's going to look to take Lewis down. And when he gets in top position, he lands ground and pound at a very, very high rate. This fight is minus 6 uh, seven five, I believe. Yeah, to end inside the distance, which is crazy. So the winner of Lewis Spivak is, you know, fairly likely to put up a very big score, and that's why I think it's a little bit scary to to avoid him in cash games. Though Madalena rates out very well. Additionally, um, Spivak currently is averaging uh, more than four takedowns per fifteen minutes, and Lewis just isn't that strong defensively in any area of the game. Defending takedowns at fifty five percent, defending strikes at forty one percent. Obviously, five rounds gives Spivak a lot of time to work with, and when Spivak wins, he puts up big scores: one thirty six, one fourteen, seventy five, one thirty two, and one oh one and one twenty. Those are his UFC wins. So he's putting up big, big scores because he throws ground and pound at such a high rate. I am a little fearful that Lewis is just so big that he's just going to be able to stand back up once Spivak takes him down. And that's kind of a path to victory for Lewis and a, a way to limit the attack of Spivak. But Spivak projects to land a few takedowns in this spot. When he does, he's going to earn control time. He's going to land ground and pound. And it just gives him a, a massive floor and ceiling in a win. If you're confident in Lewis, you have the option to come in heavy, overweight to the field on Lewis in tournaments for sure. But I think Spivak rates out as one of the best overall options on the slate in all formats at 9.2K. He's going to be my cash gameplay of the week. All right, moving on to tournaments. I'm going to roll with Brady Highstand at 8.5K. He is a slight favorite. Uh, minus 167 over Fernie Garcia. Highstand lost in his UFC debut to Ricky Tercios. That was in the tough finale. And so there's some uncertainty here. I mean, he has not yet earned a UFC win. Um, I wouldn't say he's like an elite prospect or anything either. But he's a pretty decent wrestler. And he attempts takedowns at a high rate. He attempted 11 takedowns against Tercios, scored, or landed six of them, and scored 78 points in a loss. And now he's a, a, a favorite, as mentioned, minus 167 over Garcia. Um, 
I think High Stand has a relatively high floor and ceiling in a win, and he's a fighter who I definitely want exposure to on this slate. Garcia's more of a boxer and, and does have like a knockout path to victory here, but lost a UFC debut himself to Journey Newsom, got taken down twice on three attempts, and High Stand projects to land a few takedowns over the course of 15 minutes. On top, I don't know that he's going to dominate. He's only like plus 240, I want to say, inside the distance. Uh, plus 250 inside the distance, so we can't guarantee a finish, but High Stand's not like a, a dominant striker by any stretch. He's kind of aggressive, but he's going to look to come in here and wrestle. So in a win, we project takedowns, we project uh, project top control, we project ground and pound, some ability to win inside the distance there, but 8.5K is a very reasonable price to pay. And uh, maybe he's not a lock for the optimal, but he should exceed value at this price. I'm hoping for 90 plus points in a win with potential to score 100 or more. So I'm hoping the public doesn't come in too heavy on high stand given his uh, questionable box score doesn't really have much name value here. So um, I definitely like high stand in tournaments this week. Okay, moving on to my salary play of the week. Going to go with a somewhat of a long shot here, Teresa Bleda. She is point. Uh, 3K making her UFC debut in the preliminary opener. I did not pick her to win this fight against Natalia Silva. Um, Silva's minus 165, Bleda is plus 145. But, I mean, Bleda's making her UFC debut. She's 6-0 professionally. She had a win on the Contender Series, and she is a big girl who wrestles. And that's kind of all I need to know when it's lower-level women's MMA. Natalia Silva was a sizable underdog, I'm pretty sure, in her UFC debut against Jasmine Jezidavicius. And she looked decent. She landed 96 significant strikes, two takedowns, and she probably has a striking advantage over Bleda. But, I mean, Bleda's 5'9", and Silva's 5'4". 65-inch reach for 71-inch reach of Bleda. And Bleda is a decent wrestler, and it's like not that hard to picture her landing some takedowns. She only had one takedown landed officially in the UFC or in her fight on the Contender Series, but racked up 11 minutes of control time, 121 total strikes. So a win for Blood is going to come on the ground. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to come with takedowns, control, ground opponent. It's just a style that scores super well. I'm not going to be extremely heavy on her because she might just fail. And if the fight plays out in the feet, she's probably going to lose. I would guess she's plus 145 for a reason. However, she's so cheap, 7.3K. There's value on her price. And I just love that wrestling style. I don't think she's going to be extremely popular as the preliminary opener in underdog. So um, hoping for relatively low ownerships there. And I just think she's worth saving the salary. You know, there's 7.8, 7.9, 7.7K. Uh, 7 like guys up in this upper 7K range carry a lot of risk as well, are more knockout or bust types, where Bleda has a higher floor and potentially a higher ceiling in a decision win as well. So it should be an interesting fight there, but I am interested in the wrestler and the much bigger fighter in Bleda at 7.3K. And finally, the matchup of the week. I'm going to go with Kennedy Enzichuku versus Ion Kutalaba. Uh, Enzichuku is a favorite at minus 170, Kudalaba plus 150 on DraftKings. is 8.8K, Kudalaba 7.4K, so very affordable on both sides. And Kudalaba just hasn't looked great recently, um, has lost, or has won, let's see, three, six, one of his last six fights. 
but we know Kudalaba's style. Very, very aggressive, like throws with a lot of power, can land takedowns at a high rate, 4.68 takedowns per 15 minutes. He typically scores pretty big when he wins on DraftKings. Um, and if Kudalaba beats Enzichupu, who is much bigger than him, let me double check this. Enzichuku is 6'5, Kudalaba 6'1, 83 inch reach, 75 inch reach for Kudalaba. So if, if Kudalaba wins, I think it's either by knockout or it's via takedowns and, and ground and pound, etc. Kudalaba is also plus 230 inside the distance. It's a pretty good mark for 7.4K. I mean, do I have any faith in Kudalaba winning? Not particularly, but he has a lot of upside in wins. We've already seen Enzachuku KO'd in the UFC. We've seen him submitted in the UFC. Not like a dynamic wrestler, I would say. His takedown defense is good, 81%, but I bet Kudalaba has some early success. It's just a question of whether he can probably finish into Chuku or not. 7.4K, I'm willing to take the chance though, especially if the public's scared off of him now, having lost so many in a short span. Um, clear upside for 7.4K, both in terms of his style and the metrics. So I think Kudalaba is a very good tournament option. Enzo Chuku, obviously 8.8K, a little bit more risky because there's no guarantee that he wrestles. Striking volume is not going to get it done at this price tag. But he, good chance he wins inside the distance. Plus 105 inside the distance um, for Enzichuku. He did land five takedowns in his last fight. Long arms, long legs. Kudalaba's also been hurt too. And Kudalaba's very aggressive. So there's going to be a lot of exchanges in this fight. And I think if Enzichuku wins, more likely than not, it comes inside the distance, whether that's by KO or probably a or, or a mid-round submission if he goes back to his wrestling. So it's a fight I'm definitely excited for. Co-main event probably will be popular, especially on the Enzichuku side. But 8.8K, if you can't pay up to Madalena, you can't pay up to Spivak, he's just a very solid tournament option with upside. Definitely a matchup that I want exposure to this weekend. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Appley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Thank you again. Best of luck in your contest this week. Take care. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.